0: And currently we have in Lynchburg 38 degrees, in Bedford 41, in Roanoke 39, Danville has 38, 38 in Amherst, Appomattox, and 41 now in the Salem area. Well, if you're just joining us this morning, uh, we have a couple of special guests coming in today. Governor's going to be joining us in the next hour. Uh, he's going to be in encouraging you to vote. I'm sure our next guest is going to encourage you to do that as well. Eric Zier is with us. He is the Republican candidate for the House of Delegates in the 51st District. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. We're glad you're here with us. Uh, this is... You're involved in an interesting race because this district is uh, you know, new, really, or uh, certainly have been, has been recently redone.
1: It's a new district, new constituents. Uh, I'm a new candidate. I've mm-hmm. never run at the state level before, but we've got a great race going. The district covers most of Campbell County, the very top of Pennsylvania, i.e. Hurt, Forest, half of Goode. And then it runs along Route 460 all the way to Bedford, and it covers everything south of Bedford,
0: from Appomattox to Vinton. Okay. Wow. It's a big district. Yeah. For sure. A lot of land to cover. Yeah, it is. Um, I I noticed when I was kind of researching you a little bit, uh, you call yourself a fighter, not a follower. Let's talk about that.
1: Well, let me tell you, because we've got so many important issues happening in Richmond. We've got to get down there and really fight. We've, these yeah. issues aren't going to resolve themselves. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are fighting for what they believe in. We've got to have conservatives down there not only pushing back, but pushing and fighting for what we believe in. It's not enough just to hold. It's not enough just to, to be hold the line. To right stop on. The Democrats, but we've got to move
0: our Republican needle to the right. And it seems like, and I think that's why people are frustrated in general, it seems like people aren't fighting anymore. Good men and women aren't standing up to push back evil. I mean, that's literally what we see much of this as being, especially when it comes to our children. We've seen, just look back to 2020 with this whole
1: COVID thing and, and giving the the left an excuse to shut us down, right. to isolate us, mm. to just in essence, push us back. And we didn't have people standing up and really fighting back. And that's what we've got to do. It's no longer can you talk nicely with the other no side. Fine. You know, you, you have your discrepancy during the day on the floor of house, and then you go out for a beer afterward. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the case these days. You've We've got good and evil, like you said, and that's got to be fought against.
0: So uh, you call yourself uh, uh, pro-parents. I'm assuming that you're talking about the schools and the parents' right to be involved with the education of their children. Mm -hmm. You know, that includes a lot of things. It does. So primarily, as I'm
1: going door to door, the number one thing I'm hearing about is this— push for transgenderism right mm-hmm. we've got such a small percentage of our society that's messed up and they're wanting to push that on our children and parents are saying save our kids we don't want that pushed on our kids so last year in the house of delegates there was a bill put forth that was called it was nicknamed sage's law
0: yes um, you, we've told that story that. talked yes. about that
1: So that's got to be put forward again because it was stopped. And Sage,
0: Zig, your district,
1: yes? She's just outside my district, but I met with her mom a few weeks ago, heard the story. Um, It's really sad that partisan politics would stop a bill that could protect children like that simply by letting parents know. Right now, the way the law stands, if a school psychologist is is sort of grooming a child in that direction, and the Mm -hmm. child starts to go in that direction, they don't have to let the parents know. In fact, they're not supposed to. That's got to be changed. There's nobody who loves children more than parents. There's nobody who knows their child better, who has a better vision for their child Mm -hmm. than parents. The state does not. The state does not own our children. Parents own their children. Parents need to be not only at a seat at the table they need to be in the driver's seat because the they're
0: responsible education. for that child I ultimately mean, they the parent not right. the state and and let me just say if you haven't heard sage's story you can uh, go to our SoundCloud yeah. and and search that uh, we also had an interview with the, the, the mother and the attorney yeah mm-hmm. um uh, about that and to my knowledge the um the counselor that counseled sage is still employed with athletic yeah schools. which is crazy
1: yeah. sage's mom wants nothing more than to make sure this doesn't happen to, to another children. child she's on a crusade she to, is. to stop this
0: yeah we, of, we had a, a magnificent conversation with her but what a difficult position she is in
2: one of the things that came back and bit <clears throat> terry mcauliffe in the shorts was overeducation. That's why I, I, one of the reasons I believe we have Glenn Youngkin and in, in where we have him, because remember what McAuliffe said—that parents really don't have a choice in their, you know, right. what should be taught—and of course, Democrats think they own our children, which is a bunch of BS. So, like Janet said earlier, you know, holding the line—we we, we got to turn the tide. And you know, I've said it several times on this show, people. This is what it looks like. It's going to be contentious to get your country back. It's going to be contentious. It's going and, to be and, a fight. and you're going to be made out to be a demon. Yeah. And you know what? If, if we're accused of being whatever, I really don't give a rat's. You know what? We still have to do what's right. And when you do what's right and you have the tide against you, because we know the media, we know the Democrats, we know the educational hierarchy is against us. Those are all battles we have to win, and it is not a short battle. It is a long battle. This is where, you know, the folks over in Iran, they play the long game. I keep saying, we play checkers, they play chess. Yeah. So, this is, it's going to be a little bit ugly out there, people, mm-hmm. to make this tide change.
1: Right. If we're not being called names, and we're not being demonized, we're not doing, You're not our, doing our job. are not doing anything. I was listening to Congressman Good the other day, and, and he was com- commenting on how, The swamp strikes back. Right. That's what his phrase was. And he's seeing that personally as he's Mm -hmm. fighting in D.C. When we fight in Richmond, the swamp is going to strike back. There's a lot of folks that make their living. They've got a lot on the line down there to just hold things steady, hold things the way they are. But we've got to make changes because our society is in trouble. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Virginia's energy independence. Uh, This is something that you're passionate about as well. So, in I think it was in 2020,
1: we were tied to California's emissions standards. Mm-hmm. And what that meant was, if California bureaucrats passed a law, or California bureaucrats decided Virginia, and here's an example, shouldn't sell gasoline cars past 2033. No, it was 2030, actually. It's coming right, right up on us. Right. Yeah. They thought we shouldn't have gas vehicles over here, so we were going to have to abide by their standards. We've pushed, I say we, our governor and, and yes. the Republicans have done a lot to undo that. There's still more to be undone. Right. And that's um, an example of what happens when we go along, we try right. to get along, right. right. we end up suffering. Mm-hmm. Virginia has its own resources. Exactly. Virginia has its own brains. We can make our decisions for ourselves right here on the East Coast, in Virginia, not in have California. Have you ever
2: seen anything you know, I've been following this for a long time, since I was a kid, Watergate. I was a teenager watching the Watergate hearings. So I've been following politics. I've never seen a state say, I want to latch on to what that state halfway across the country is doing. And well, it's, it's such a, it's under
0: that green umbrella. I get that part. But we you know, saw It's under that, that agenda. Northam did that with so many different things. Northam did not represent the heart of the Commonwealth. At all. Well, at I, any level. I agree. But at, So there's so many things you've got to walk back. Big the government at its worst.
1: This is, we want a total control over everybody. Government knows best. Government does not know best. Right.
2: No.
0: We the people know better. $33 best trillion best dollars tells
2: you right there the government doesn't know
0: best. Yeah. So let's talk about the other things that Northam did to try to destroy our commonwealth. Um, let's talk about uh, pro-life. Because he, for a pediatrician, yeah. he certainly wasn't very interested in saving babies. Yeah, this for was sure. the
1: guy that wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. to keep a baby comfortable sure. while uh,
0: deciding whether to murder. Decided it. whether that yeah.
1: child was worth mm. uh, keeping alive or not. We've got to get back to a society that values life. If we don't yeah. value life, we've we've lost everything. We talk about rights. The fundamental right a person has is the right to life. Mm-hmm. If we can't protect life we we might as well hang it up.
0: Well, and, and you know, we, there's a story in the headlines today that not enough infants are being born to replace the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. They're there, calling it a calamitous effect.
1: There's, there's of consequences. Of course it is. Yeah.
0: You're murdering babies. Yeah, right. What outcome did you think was going to happen?
1: You know, and even if we take the... Take this out of the moral realm. Let's just put it in the limited government realm. There is nothing more totalitarian and tyrannical than to say the state gets to choose which lives are worth protecting Mm -hmm. and which lives are not worth Mm -hmm. protecting. We saw what happened in the 1930s and the 1940s when a political system came to power with the power— to decide which life was worth keeping and which life wasn't. We've got Nazi Nazi Germany. We've seen from recent history. We don't want to repeat that. And here's the thing on a
2: national scale, and and then I want to talk about uh, election integrity. On a national scale, there's a bunch of people pulling the strings on Joe Biden. We really don't know who's running the government. But I'm kind of thankful that we have a, 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 a guy that's clueless. Imagine if we would have a strong leader right now that was pushing this. And, and thankfully, we don't. <clears throat> now, there's, there's fallback for other reasons, like the war right now. We don't know what our president is doing or not doing. But in, in my mind, thank God we don't have a strong Democratic president right now. We need a strong Republican. I, I just, it just, it blows my mind. Let's talk about uh, election integrity. How important is it to you and, and, the, and the people in Richmond that that want to get there uh, and turn this
1: tide. Well, I'm seeing it firsthand because 50% of Americans don't trust our election system. That's a problem. Yeah, big when problem. 50% don't trust, 50% don't get involved. Right. And when that 50% isn't involved, it spirals downward because you're putting into place those on the left that don't really represent the values of Virginia. So, you know, my biggest challenge right now is to make sure that Republicans get out and vote. Mm-hmm. And if they don't trust the election system, why should they bother? So we've got to get back to where the only people voting are those who are supposed to be voting, we can't have ballots being stuffed into mailboxes, right. you know, in in diluting the real vote harvesting. We can't, we all can't that have stuff. people showing up to vote and being told, "Oh, you already voted," right. i.e., somebody else used your identity. Right. So this has got to be fixed. If, if, if that has got to be, a, how a can top we priority. H-
2: I mean, I Janet and I follow this stuff. We we kind of know how it's happened, but I, I hope it can be turned around. If not, we're going to have leftist government from from here to God knows when.
0: Well, I, I mean, at the very least, I mean, I told you about the situation I had at the DMV where you just mark that you want a voter registration card. And the lady was telling me that uh, an illegal and had come in and he'd gotten a voter registration card. How, how is that possible? Right. How do we not have any more checks and balances than that?
1: Right. That's really discouraging. And that's what's going to keep... Our people from getting out and vote is is stories like that because
0: and I it, said how did this happen and she said well I said to him why did you why do you have a voter registration card and he said it uh, told me to mark it mm-hmm. on the th-. and he did so he marked it he's like sure yeah I want a voter registration mm-hmm. card so I mean that's not his he didn't like seek right to to do this we he's made of, oh, it America's great I can vote yeah, I'm not even the, a citizen if right. the system's there and you just walk into it well of course yeah. When, when uh, opportunity arises, yeah. we've got a lot of work we, to do. We've
1: got to have election day with uh, photo ID, right. proof Absolutely. who uh, We check off one person at a time. Ridiculous. And we can it's so audit those sense. votes. Yeah. We need to be able to f- track them back to make sure that, that every vote that was cast was supposed to have been cast. Right. All right
2: if just real quick because i know we're limited in time what's that one thing you want to make sure that that we know about you in other words if you were standing on your soapbox right now and i gave you 30 seconds what would you say to get people out not just to vote for you to vote for other republicans
1: well we've been hitting on it so far um you know i am pro-life mm-hmm. i want to see parents put in charge of their children's education i want to see our uh, law enforcement encouraged not discouraged mm-hmm. to do their job i want to see um, the good guys put first not the criminals and election integrity i am pro second amendment and i am pro virginia energy independence so those are some of the things that really top my list
0: if people want to find out more about you uh website best place
1: for delegate.com that's z as in zebra e h r the word for f o r
0: delegate.com He is the Republican representative for the House of Delegates Race in the 51st District. Eric, thanks for joining us. Good morning. 7.21
2: 721 here on the Morning Jam. We'll have Governor Glenn Youngkin around 8:50 today. Hopefully you can stick around. If you missed part of the interview with Eric, we'll have it up on our SoundCloud page a little bit later. Go to SoundCloud, type in The Morning Jam on VTRN and put in today's date. It will autofill everything that we do here from 6 to 9 a.m.
3: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. You, can you found the right choice. Yeah. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Oh,
2: my gosh. It is 725. Talked to Eric up till just about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Pretty exciting about this
0: guy. I like him. I like him, too. You know? Yeah. Good Good choice. Just remember, Matt Ferris is not the Republican running. He's running as an independent. Uh, I think a lot of people are still confused about that. Because right, uh, the saying
2: re-election of Matt Fires, uh, right
0: for Isn't the he... the Republican so, uh, and he was but he's made some pretty uh he, interesting he's, he's choices brought, he's brought a lot of of shame and embarrassment to Problems that position well, yeah. for sure Gotcha. no doubt about that um I read the headlines and I just shake my head in bewilderment at the number of people who are making Israel out to be the bad guys in this whole situation yeah and Fairfax mm-hmm students walk out of the classrooms in support of Palestinians.
2: Holy cow. That boy, oh boy. Yep.
0: 50 to 60 students took part Mm -hmm. in the walkout Monday morning.
2: I bet you if you pressed them two or three questions in, they wouldn't have a clue really why they're even Well, I'm sure the
0: person organizing it would. Yeah. Rodania Ahmed. Mm, Yes. 12th grader. Mm Mm-hmm. We are out here protesting for Palestine. We want peace. We don't want to continually see our people dying every day and we're sick of it. Well, they're trying to crush Hamas. They're the ones putting your people in jeopardy. Right.
2: Yeah, you latched on to the wrong wagon there. When they voted in Hamas to be their leadership in in the Gaza area, they said, Yeah, we'll take did, Hamas did for our they government. Oh yeah, Oh, they, yeah, oh, they took in? they took oh, the Lord. Hamas, you know, government and the whole nine yards. Yeah and this is this is what you get now and and it's not pretty and and I'll tell you something I'm, the more i learned, it's just you know we can't talk about it unfortunately it's just heartbreaking janet but israel has had to come out now and give forensic information to people the world to let them know how brutal some of the stuff and now more, right. and, more and more is confirmed and then, and then
0: people are talking about oh the palestinian people don't have water well they don't have water because hamas is digging up the pipes yeah, well, and true. using it
2: yeah for, for they're
0: rockets. doing that to their own people y'all need to wake
2: up they booby-trapped dead bodies so when right people would you know start trying to figure out what's to going, help there you know there could be explosives on these right beheaded babies which has been confirmed once again right when the people said that didn't happen
0: so no it's that's definitely happened it's and happened. it's
2: horrific and and one sad story of of uh they couldn't until they did the forensics they said wait there's two spines there how can that be it was a it was a uh, they figured about an 8 or 9 year old child and a mother were embracing themselves while they were killed and then torched
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-mm. it's just the barbarian and then we're learning now because they're starting to release video of the interrogations of the hamas fighters and they're more than willing to talk i'm sure they, they think are. they're going to get a deal and they were some of them were said we were told we could do anything we wanted yeah kill them however you want right. to kill them yeah there's no do with them whatever you want before you kill them and and the barbarianism and 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 Here's what it, it, I can it, it, pray. I pray that these people that committed these crimes will never sleep a night without terror in their own minds the rest of their lives. Yeah. Unless they ask for I'll tell God you for another one
0: that's uh, on the wrong side, and I, I was really surprised when I saw this one, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. People were walking out of his show in Boston uh, over comments that he made about Israel, and apparently he's made some pro-Muslim comments. Mm-hmm comments before right. talking about the beautiful religion and right. all of that mm-hmm. um, although his spokesperson tried to claim he wasn't in boston at all now how can so you, now yeah so don't how be, do you do that don't be pulling that crap this You're is dave Chappelle. bold enough to like shoot your mouth off mr big man you may as well stand beside it
2: a uh, dave you know? Chappelle impersonator right did a stand-up routine and sold out two shows in boston
0: i can't even believe they tried to go there yeah, with that that's, one.
2: That's stupid. Like, that's like Roseanne saying, I don't know. I tweeted it because the ambient would kicked in. I shouldn't have tweeted.
0: Mm. Uh, well, here's so, some good news. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is introducing a resolution to censure Rashid Talib. Good. Accusing her of anti uh, Semite activity. Yeah, she was holding a rally, sympathizing with terrorist organizations. Mm hmm. The Democratic Party has done nothing to hold her accountable. Yeah. They've done nothing to rein her in, and no one else here has done it. So, here we go. Yeah, well. And and she should be. We talked about this yeah. last week. The what she is doing is completely unacceptable, right. and she s- should be censured. Yep. So, hmm. we'll see if anything comes of that. It should. For sure.
2: You know, I was wondering about the uh amount of people that have come over the border, they're, they're saying 2 million and 2 million. So that's like 4 million in the last couple of years. We'll top last year's, well, last month we beat the record in September. How many people? It was 259,000 or some kind of crazy number like that. Folks, wake up. Call your congressman or woman and say, do something about the stinking border. Right. Before we lose it.
0: Currently, we have 39 degrees in Amherst and Appomattox, 38 in Danville, 41 in Salem and Roanoke, 40 in Bedford, 38 in Lynchburg. So, you worked in
2: Roanoke for a, for a while. Were you ever part of Dr. Pepper Park Day?
0: Um, I did some events at Dr. Pepper Park. Nice park.
2: Yeah, Dr. Pepper Park Day, October the 24th. That's today, isn't it? it wow, is. it's Groovy Tuesday and Dr. Pepper
0: Park Day. It's just fun to say.
2: This year, Dr. Pepper Park Day will be held at the Market Square in downtown Roanoke from noon to 3 p.m. There is no admission. Uh, let's see. Waynette Anderson, president of Dr. Pepper Park Day, has put together this event each year since I don't 2015. I has a president.
0: I'm pretty sure it <laughs> Well, doesn't. it says
2: president of Dr. Pepper Park Day. Okay. October 24th was chosen because Dr. Pepper's 1927 marketing campaign that suggested enjoying Dr. Pepper at... 10, 2, and 4 each day.
0: That was it, back in the day.
2: Would help keep your energy up. Maybe that's what I need to try. I like me some diet, Dr. Pepper.
0: Well, I think it was the sugar and caffeine (laughs) that kept you going.
2: Yeah, well, I do get my sheets drink about three times a week. I did it today, Mm. and I already finished it a little while ago. Need Mm. to work on the regular coffee now. Anyway, it's uh, going to be fun today. There will be live music from Tyler Parrish and Jared Stout plus free Dr. Pepper products and goodies. That's going to be uh, today from noon to 3 o'clock at Dr. Pepper Park.
0: I think I think you officially got in just as many of those as you could.
2: <laughs> Maybe I get a royalty for every time I say Dr. Pepper Park.
0: Maybe. Uh, Henry County Sheriff's Office has confirmed they're investigating a homicide that occurred yesterday morning. Uh, yesterday, 728 a.m., mm. the Martinsville-Henry County 911 received a call to conduct a well-being check. At 84 Summit Drive in Martinsville, deputies responded to the scene. Upon arrival, they entered the apartment where they located a deceased man inside the home. Mm -hmm. He was described as 46-year-old Michael Hairston. And um, deputies said through the course of an investigation, it was determined that he had arrived home on Saturday Mm -hmm. at about 5.12 p.m. At approximately 7.08 p.m., two individuals arrived at the home went inside the apartment. Several minutes later, were seen running from the apartment. They appear to be a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. It was recorded on a neighbor's doorbell camera. On the night this occurred, the doorbell camera owner called and reported two juvenile subjects outside messing with her apartment, possibly trying to damage her door. Oh, wow. Two deputies responded and spoke to the neighbor through her doorbell camera. They checked the complex and left the complex without finding any damage. Harrison's body was taken to the office of the chief medical examiner, where an autopsy will be performed to determine the cause and manner of death. So they were right there. Okay. The police were right there. Yeah. And didn't. Wow. Didn't find him. That's. That's pretty tragic. That's sad. Pretty tragic. Uh, anyone with information is asked to reach hmm. out to the Henry County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the nature of the crime and the substance of the information. Uh, will determine the amount of the reward paid yeah okay. he said all right
2: 866-916-3776 you're on the morning jam good morning
4: good morning mark good hey morning, trucker Hammett.
2: bob hi
4: hey i like that guy you had on i'm not sure if i'm in his district enough i'm in Appomattox county well
0: you could be so you need to find out what district be. you are yeah I will do that, because I like the cut of the jib, as one used to say. We did, too. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, there you go. We did, too. Uh, 51st District. So, you need with all that redistricting, I encourage all of you, yeah, if you're in sure. that areas, those areas that he talked about, uh, Bedford, Affmatics, uh, what was it, Galax? Galax?
2: I think Galax, yeah.
0: Um, you seem to know what district you're in, and, yeah. and there are places you can go online, find you type out, in yeah. your address, and it will tell you what your district is. Yeah. So...
4: Well, I, I was gonna. I called in because I heard you earlier this morning talking about that horrible. Yeah, the fog. Down in oh my word! Yeah. As a professional driver, I can tell you that's the two things I didn't do. I didn't drive on ice, and I will not drive in heavy fog.
0: Mm-hmm. Have I you ever been caught Vietnam. in heavy fog?
4: Yes, I have. Yeah. And I got caught in a place on I sixty eight uh, going over toward. Wheeling, West Virginia, I knew mm. this area.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: And I knew where this truck stop was. Yeah. And I got off on the ramp, and I knew the traffic light was up there. I didn't see the traffic light till I was almost under it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's scary. And, and,
4: and the reason I caught it was it, it changed lights on me, and I saw the flash.
0: Oh, okay. And I
4: knew the truck stop was right there to my left. I'm talking maybe 20 feet to my left is where the truck stop is. Yeah. And so I I pulled in there and I I called my dispatches. Hey, I ain't going anywhere
0: tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, good for you because, yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing for I don't think anybody should be driving in that right. in that level of fog. But when you are responsible, as all of our truckers are, for such a huge piece of equipment, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it can do a a ton of damage sure. if if someone I, thinks.
4: I'm our motors along alone weigh as much as the average passenger car.
0: Right. And it doesn't matter how good of a driver you are mm-hmm. in fog. Correct. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean you get heavy fog like that. It just you get you can also get disoriented. You don't know where the heck you're at.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and with the uh, the way the stripes are on the roads now. I mean I'm driving in the other day on two twenty one and and those things, you know, they don't last nearly as long, and, and I'm going to go off on you here a little bit, not on you personally, but I, I knew a guy that was a striper, Bob. This is what he did, and he, and he said the government made us change our, our chemicals, you know, the paint that we used, to more of a latex-based Because some stupid flea or some kind of a bug was dying because of the runoff after you would paint the stripes. The stripes used to last years. And they would remain bright and vibrant for years. Yeah. And the EPA got involved and they made them go to this different paint that doesn't last nearly as long. Of course, it's more expensive. And then they have to stripe it more often. It's just, uh, it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. There
4: was a there was a place out west, a good stretch of flat road. Mm-hmm. had signs up saying "test paint strips ahead," and they had, I mean, like thousands of test strips of paint painted across the road. Okay. Intentionally for you to run over them to see how long they lasted.
2: Now I that's mean, smart.
4: Some of them pretty quick, and others just did not wear down at all.
2: Yeah, that's a great so. idea. That that's common sense.
4: Yeah. For Dang stupid little bug and the little stupid other stuff that lives I mean, you know, they'll survive, they'll find a way. Right. Look at the approaches. They survived atomic warheads, so hey. Yeah
0: I no. know, right? <laughs> yeah, that, hey, thanks that, for the call, the bud. Truth. Appreciate you. Yeah, you but... be careful out there.
4: Hey, have a great day.
0: You too, <laughs>
2: trucker Bob checking in.
0: I love him. <laughs> He's such oh, a great guy. All right, His life so, is pretty splendid so, too.
2: You know, I've been watching the Kaminsky method. I'm I'm going to listen to this before we play it because I don't want to get burned. Right, as I have here in the past. One needs to be careful. But there was this scene where Morgan Freeman's character and he plays Dr. Quincy. Yeah. Okay. From you know Quincy used to do the autopsies and he solves crimes. And it was supposed to be a it was a reboot of the show Quincy. Okay. Of of the show on the show, it's not really rebooting, but Morgan Freeman's character is non-binary. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so they're having this exchange with one of uh, Michael Douglas's students who, who made it onto this pilot for the, for the Quincy show. And they're going back and forth about this, really the stupidity of all this him her they them stuff. Right. because they can't get it right and and she keeps getting it wrong while they're working on this body. I mean the struggle them.
0: is real. There's no there's no well, doubt it is, about and, that. And
2: and now you can actually get in trouble. You can right. be let go because what do they call it misgendering?
0: Well, sure. And then, of course. And they um, think that's
2: a hostile thing. Rachel
0: Richard Levin, Levine Le- yeah, our ma- assistant. Rear Admiral. Oh, not <laughs> yes. Rear Admiral. Oh, stop, Janet. There's a, a Friday slip right there. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, just did a mandate <laughs> on that. That's a real thing.
2: <laughs> I know it okay.
0: Um, How I is. Okay. I almost the, said the a real position, he, but I didn't. The,
2: uh, the assistant uh, Health and Human Services. Right,
0: yeah, just, just came Went to work one it. day and came home in Annborough. Right. Yeah. According to how, Janet, a rear ambulance. That's, that's but, how that... <laughs> But, you know, anyway. Um... Again, not intentional. That was a Freudian thing. Um, so, yeah, that you could really get in trouble. So, we'll talk about that. And I will talk to you about a new documentary okay. that I saw yesterday that went in a completely different direction. Yes, and thank you for sending
3: me and my wife the clip. You are welcome. No <laughs> problem. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. I
0: cannot unsee that, by the way. Yeah, well, join the club, buddy. Uh, five and Nine brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Don't forget about Throwback Thursdays. Mm. Many times on Throwback Thursdays, they have their wonderful in house made sausage mm-hmm. for $1.99 a pound. Yeah. We usually stock up on that because yeah, it is I've... super delicious. We're going to be using the FNL sausage today, but okay. I will say, if you don't want to use pork sausage, you can use turkey sausage or chicken sausage okay. or whatever you want. All right. Occasionally, we like to have breakfast for dinner. Yeah. This is a favorite. If you're making something for a brunch, if you want to have breakfast for dinner, uh, maybe you want to make ahead your uh, your breakfast and then have it for the rest of the week. This is a great recipe. It's a Southern Grits casserole. Ah, It's so good. This is something new for me. It is, and it's so tasty. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees, and you're going to lightly grease like a a 7 by 13 Mm -hmm. dish. Uh, You're going to bring your water to a boil, and you're going to cook up your grits. All right? Uh, And you can do instant grits. I use the real grits, but that's up to you. After you get those cooked, mix in a couple of cups of sharp cheddar cheese and a Mm -hmm. little bit of butter. Then you're gonna cook your sausage in a skillet until it's browned up and crumbly. Then you're going to drain that and add it to the grits mixture. So layer of grits, layer of your sausage. Okay. Then you're gonna to whisk together some eggs and milk in a bowl and you're gonna just lightly scramble those. And then you're gonna mix that into the grits mixture. Put it into your prepared baked dish, dot it with a little bit of butter and remaining cheddar, season it with salt and pepper, and you're going to bake it for about 30 minutes. Okay. And and it's beautiful when oh, it comes wow. out.
2: Yeah, that looks good. Doesn't it look good? Oh, my gosh. And
0: you can make it ahead of time. You can have a square for breakfast, you know, every right. day of the week. Your breakfast is done for the week.
2: I'm digging it. So good.
0: <laughs> you want to see the recipe, go to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. Then you can join the group. Uh, we You know, we talk on the group. Sometimes people message me if they're looking for a particular recipe or they'll make suggestions on recipes that they'd like to see. We'd love you. To be a part of that group. And uh, all of our recipes are brought to you by FNL Market.
3: They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg,
0: and their meats
3: are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Call Janet and Mark. 434-534-8500. Or toll free, 866-916-3776. Call the Morning Jam.
5: I don't regret one sin I've committed. It's the one I'm about to commit that worries me. Everyone's forgotten who runs this valley.
4: Just tell me who to fight. Everyone.
5: The brand isn't something you earn, it's something you live up to.
4: I wouldn't wish the week you're having on my mother-in-law. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: only Tuesday, and we're still waiting for the reboot of uh, Yellowstone. But how about a reboot of Quincy? Remember Quincy?
0: Oh, sure. I never was convinced that all those women were going to be falling for Jack Klugman, but that was just me. (laughs) I
2: don't know. Listen to that music. It's sexy. It's
0: it's got a lot of sacks in that one. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of sacks? Safe sacks.
2: Anyway, uh, the reboot of Quincy was a part of this TV show that I'm watching on Netflix right now. And, and it's it's got language, people. I'm just letting you know, if you, if you lean into the Kaminsky method, uh, he is a teacher, Michael Douglas. He teaches a bunch of students. One of the students makes it finally onto a pilot of a reboot of Quincy. But Quincy is uh, the head character. Mr. Quincy himself is Morgan Freeman, and he is uh, gender neutral oh and nice. so this is one of the scenes just to show you the absurdity of things and they do a great job of it here is a, a scene where michael douglas's student is the assistant to quincy and there is a there is a stomach opened completely up it almost is like a csi scene and they're working on the body looking for the bullet
5: how's it going with your daughter moving back in a child Sorry, your child. Well, you know it's hard work, but I love being a grandzaza. Being a what? grand zaza. Grandpa is too gender specific. Oh right, sure. Bad news is I'm not getting any help from Kelly.
3: And what's going on with her? Them. Sorry, them.
5: Yesterday was Jackie's first day at kindergarten. Kelly insists that Z present as Andrew. Jackie has a meltdown because Z wants to present as Buzz Lightyear. Z is he? And she. Well, Kelly is the dictionary definition of unfluid.
3: That's in the dictionary?
5: So Z tells Jackie that Buzz is by gender. Is that true? Of course not. Buzz is totally cisgender, gynosexual at the very least.
3: At the least.
5: Here we go. <sighs> hmm. 32 Calibre, what do you think?
3: Full metal jacket, steel core, armor piercing.
5: Went through that car door like an incontinent Republican and in a and neutral bathroom.
3: Are we done? Should I close them up?
5: Ow. Jeez. <laughs> They're just, you, you know, like it's
0: she said she
2: and he says them. The- <laughs> I mean, she's constantly getting corrected because... Well.
0: But then after that scene, they're talking about how oh, absurd it is. It,
2: it is. And, and I'll have to find that audio because Michael Douglas is off set, you know, off just off the scene of the camera with the headphones on. He's listening to everything. So Morgan Freeman and him have this exchange and he said, would you come like one night and teach in my class? He said, I would love to do that. And then Morgan Freeman says to uh, you know Mc, uh, Michael Douglas's character, uh, Sandy. Are, were you able to follow all the, the gender stuff? And and, and uh, Sandy goes, it's very confusing.
0: Yeah, it's very and complicated. He goes, and he
2: says, you know, these writers, they're a bunch of, and they start, uh-huh. you know, some of the bad language comes right. in. But it was funny.
0: Well, this was not funny. Okay. So those of you who listen to the show regularly know that I do enjoy me a docu... Series documentary, yeah, 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 okay. And sometimes I'll watch, you know, kind of forty-eight hours, kind of quirky and... ones. But no, like documentaries about about oh, that's not yeah, different that's not a different things. That's right, true right, right. crime.
2: Okay, um, sorry,
0: but a, a documentary. I can't keep up.
2: It's almost like the genders. I can't keep up
0: about will. a variety of things. So there is this show mm-hmm. called Warren Stories. Warren Warren W O R N stories. Oh, like I've... Worn like, out this like, shirt, I'm, like I'm wearing the shirt, and then right. it shows like the sweater. Okay. This is the description. Okay. In this funny, heartfelt, moving docu series, mm-hmm. real people unpack the fascinating and quirky stories around their most meaningful pieces of clothing. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. I have I have a T-shirt that was my little do. brother's, and and and, and,
2: and, and my and, sister-in-law gave it to me when he died, and it's very special. to yes, me. Yes,
0: and and how so? You would be a great interview Mm -hmm. for this docu-series. Okay. How did you get this shirt? Right. Why does it mean so much to you? Right. How does it make you feel when you wear this shirt? Mm -hmm. So I thought, that's right up my alley. Right. So I I turn it on, run to the bathroom really quick, Mm -hmm. get distracted by a dog, come in six minutes (laughs) later, which is normal at my house. Six minutes later, Mm -hmm. I come in to my big screen TV. Right. I mean, I don't know, two feet tall, four feet wide, right. whatever, of a naked dude doing woodworking, <laughs> okay. and I am like, what the holy crap is going on in my house right now? Then he he's not only using woodworking tools, right. but naked, right. But then he's using a planer, right. That's not a good idea. No, because
2: no. wood chips.
0: Then we switch. To a sofa scene where he's sitting there completely naked with his wife, who's who's, fully clothed. No, completely naked. Like they are, like loud and proud, putting that out there for the whole world to see. Right. Talking about how these are good. These
2: are good chiseled. (laughs) You know. Yeah. (laughs) You know. No. Good looking. No.
0: And at one point she goes, "You know, people think if you live in a nudist colony that it's all about sex." And I'm like, I don't think that because I would never want to have sex again after seeing this thing. I don't even know what's happening here. How? How, do, how did we? Why are they on a show about clothes? Right. They don't have any on. Right. But apparently. It doesn't make sense. Uh, apparently, they were talking about their shoes.
2: Oh, so shoes are considered clothes. Uh, I guess, yeah.
0: and, and and she goes, I just can't imagine going without shoes. I just can't... Really? You can't imagine going without shoes. It was like watching a train wreck. I could not stop myself. Apparently a big train. What? (laughs) 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 And then they're talking about when they go out to dinner, if you're naked, you get a free glass of wine. Oh, were they going out to dinner? um, At the colony? The name of the restaurant was Cheeks. Cheeks. I kid you not. And they're all sitting at the, oh, at the table, gosh. and I'm like, how is that sanitary? None of y'all have pants on, and you're sitting in chairs. Well, these
2: are cloth seats, right?
0: I don't know what they are. I didn't look that closely. <laughs> I mean,
2: that would be helpful. I
0: had to turn it off. Of course, you
2: could wipe off vinyl a lot vinyl, easier.
0: But <laughs> yeah. how comfortable would that be?
2: Well, you know, they put those, like when you go down to, what is it, the uh, Depot it's, Grill, they cover the table with like paper. You can do that with the
0: seats. We'll put little shower caps on the thing. I don't know. Anyway, it's a cautionary tale, folks.
2: No tale being the warn, operative word.
0: Warrant, <laughs> it's called warned stories. So just be forewarned, W A R N E D, mm-hmm. that there's a whole lot of nakedity in episode one.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't make mean to make them the butt of my jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So many puns, so many. All right, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, really, because be, the governor's it's behind gonna... us. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you got you gotta really work through this because we've got Governor in next hour. Uh, you've got at least, well, eight fifty, well, so you got a little bit of time. Bringing
2: up the rear on this hour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, we have CBS News joining us. Bill Trefiro fully clothed from the Thank Roanoke you. news desk. Well, at least we think he's fully clothed. <laughs> we don't know. We can only see him from the waist up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there.
2: <laughs> Governor Yunkin going to be here at 8.50. Thank he God he, that he's going to pull us out of the news die.
0: Pull the plug. Go to Newsbreak. <laughs>